dors encore, réveille-toi. N'écoute pas Babylone, il t'est fourni des armes pour tuer ton peuple. N'écoute pas Afrique. Afrique Nanga Oyamba, toi cheveux crepus. Batwa Mayele Bo Simbani Babige. Oya Bilanga Bo Simbani Bakongo. Simbani Maboko Mouna Le Kate O Afrika. Malobate. Monsalande. Mouindo Yangolo. Afrika. Mobali Yamingao. Afrika. Hatona Mosolo. Afrika. Tu gâtes ton nom par-ci par-là Quand c'était les blancs Négro a souffert Mais c'était mal de connaître Négro a combattu Pour arriver en black en black Devenu le stade de la guerre Le pouvoir est ta raison La tricherie ta seule arme Tu cries la démocratie Profit personnel, toi, Africa. Tu règnes par la justice, la course au pouvoir, toujours des coups d'État, toi, Africa. Welcome to Congo Live. This is Patricia, and we're coming at you from Baltimore today. And uh, we have uh, Kambale Musavulu, who's on the phone with us today. And uh, we actually have a really fun uh, show for everybody today. We have a few, quite a few guests who are on the show with us. Um, we have uh, Yvonne, who's coming from South Izuri, and Christine, who's also representative of South Izuri. We also have uh, Tanya, who's representing Madif, and Gael, who's in the show with us today. So we have a large group of women who are going to be joining us today as we talk about the importance of women in the in Africa and the role that um, they have to play. How, how are you guys doing today? Very well. Good. Thank, you. Thank you. And Kambali, are you there with us today? Telling us today. So I'm here. Hello, Kambali? Yes, I'm here. I can, I can hear you all okay. Okay, sorry. I was having a little bit of difficulty with uh, my earphone hearing in, but uh, we're going to try to fix that as we go. So how was your weekend today? Wonderful, wonderful. Very busy here, connecting with the Congolese community, and lots going on here. Very excited to be back, but uh, connecting uh, remotely. Hopefully, I will be uh, back in uh, Baltimore very soon and uh, excited to be on. Well, we have an awesome show for everyone today. And But before we go into the show, Kamali, can you share a little bit of news with us? Lots going on always. Uh, we start with the Congolese community here. Today there is a religious gospel concert with Mike Kalambay right here in Chicago. Uh, he just landed this morning, so everyone is very excited uh, about this uh, gospel singer from the Congo who is visiting Chicago uh, he's going to be having a concert with the community here. On um, another news, uh, we have uh, at the United Nations uh, an investigation going on at the moment around uh, UN peacekeepers and contractors with the UN. Uh, apparently, a Russian airline has been providing uh, flights for the UN in the Congo 
uh, had, was caught in a ring of sex sexual attacks against uh, uh, civilians and Congolese. Uh, there was a confidential uh, investigation uh, that has been leaked to the press, specifically the Guardian, uh, that's exposing uh, that uh, the UN has kept under the rug uh, what, has, what this airline uh, company, uh, aviation company, has been doing. It's, uh, it's called UTER. Uh, the challenge with the company is that even though the UN launched an investigation and found the company guilty of uh, raping and uh, photographing uh, women um, within their helicopters, they continue to provide them with millions of dollars of contracts. Uh, it's coming at a time where the UN is suffering uh, a lot of criticism around uh, French UN peacekeepers uh, who were uh, raping and molesting uh, children in Central Africa. Uh, so that's been also on the news. On the, on another news is that uh, some people may know that the uranium that was used to bomb Hiroshima and Nagasaki during World War II came from the Congo in a mine called Shikolombwe. Uh, Al Jazeera has done an investigation to know the status of the mine. Uh, unfortunately, the mine, which was closed years and decades ago, has now been opened, and uh, illegal mining of uranium has been taking place there. This is actually not just a Congolese problem. This is a world problem because we do not want uranium to end up in the wrong hands, and we hope that uh, shining light on this issue uh, will bring attention to the problem. Uh, another news is that the head of uh, the U Human Rights Watch, Kenneth Ruff, and Ida Sauer, a, a researcher with Human Rights Watch, met with the Congolese president, Kabila, uh, asking him uh, to stop uh, prosecuting or targeting activists and Congolese who are protesting uh, in full effect of, of uh, their rights. Um, the discussion also revolved around President Kabila of the Congo not running for a third term or trying to change the constitution so he could run for a third term. So that was actually big news uh, that uh, first the president of the Congo allowed Human Rights Watch to have a meeting with him. And uh, second, um, the fact that uh, the discussion revolved around uh, elections. Uh, this is something that is very important and dear to the Congolese. Uh, finally, July 31st marked uh, the anniversary of the 2006 presidential election in the Congo. Uh, many people may not understand what it actually means for the Congolese, but on July 31st, 2006, uh, the Congolese, after being uh, an independent country after many uh, years and decades were finally able uh, to participate in a free and fair elections. Uh, for the historical uh, path of the Congo, after 1965, the Congo knew one president named uh, Mobutu. He was in power for 32 years. Uh, during his time, he pretty much uh, stayed in power and organized some election that the world seemed not to be free and fair. So after his departure in 1996, the Congolese never experienced uh, that, that you know, going to the poll and voting for their leaders. So in 2006, after so many years of not going uh, to the poll, uh, they finally 
uh, was able to go to the poll. And that was a very historical mark uh, to the Congo. And we hope that next year, as uh, we go to presidential elections in the Congo in 2016, that the Congolese can finally elect leaders who represent them. Thank you so much for giving us the news. We always look forward to you uh, sharing with us what's happening on the continent and in the Congo. We actually have uh, quite a few guests who are in the studio with us uh, today, and I had shared that with you. And our show for today is going to be focusing on agriculture and business. Um, the today's special guest is Anik Kinwa Muzinga, who's a professor of agribusiness. And uh, she'll be joining us a little bit later. But prior to her joining us, we have a, women, a group of women entrepreneurs who are joining us in the studio today. As I mentioned earlier, we have Yvonne Abutu. Did I say that correctly, Yvonne? Abuto. And from South Tizori, who's also here with Christine. We have Tanya Ngof with uh, Maidif. And we have Gael, who's from Gael Force, who's joining us. And uh, they are here to really let us know what's happening within the community. And we can start with uh, Yvonne Abuto. Uh, can you share with us what is going on with uh, the Kenyan community? Because I'm excited to join you guys. I know it's going to be on Thursday. If you can share with some of our listeners who want to participate, what are some things that are going on within the community? Sure. I will just start off and then I'll have Christine Reeves actually share a little bit. Okay, there I am. Wonderful. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure, thank you. I can start off and just share a little bit about what Saudi Zuri is doing. And Saudi Zuri Productions, actually, um, we are an event premier group that's um, been in the uh, the Washington metropolitan area since uh, 2001 and um, this week we have um, an event series which is titled Celebrate Africa 3.0 so we have three events that are lined up the first one is on uh, Thursday and it's, uh, it's, it's actually called Power Players in which is in a women's empowerment conference taking place at American University um, from 4.30 to 7pm and I'm going to have my colleague Christine Reeves share a little bit more about that. Absolutely so we're very excited to have an event just focusing on women empowerment and this event particularly is focusing on the women here from the diaspora and also women who are here joining us from Africa. We are excited to have two Mandela fellows joining us for that particular event. The lineup is looking really exciting. We have um, women who are coming from the government. We have women who are entrepreneurs. We have women who are just community leaders coming together to talk about how can we come together and support each other in various ways and continue to encourage each other to be you know, powerful leaders. So we're excited about the event. It's going to be at American University, as uh, my colleagues stated. So if somebody is interested in going to this event, where do they go to find more information uh, besides Congo Live? Absolutely. So you go to www.saudizuri.com mm -hmm. and you'll be able to find tickets for the Power Players event. Okay. And the registration is free and make sure you get your seat before... It it's filling out. up. <laughs> well, I found it very interesting that you actually had a Congolese musician who's going to be coming in to uh, do a concert the same Saturday. If you can share a little bit with our listeners who this listener is and uh, why did you guys even decide to choose this listener? Uh, the, the, the musician, yes. Uh -huh. uh, we are bringing Feli Pupa from oh. DRC yeah, and um, I think okay yes this I, you know I'm I'm going to assume everyone knows him just because of his international status but obviously you know he's a, a very popular musician uh, uh, songwriter uh, philanthropist he's doing a lot of work um, even uh, beyond uh, what we really know him for but what we know him for is the wonderful Roomba and Dombolo music that he does out of uh, Central Africa Absolutely. Um, he's he's uh, clearly 
I, arguably the, the biggest star out of Congo right now. Um, and uh, we are bringing him here for the first time in the States with his full band. Oh, F-15. Awesome. So we, no playback. He's not going to be singing to a track. He's actually oh going to have his musicians here with him. And it's going to be at the Washington Convention Center, right in the heart of D.C. Uh, doors open at 5. The show starts at 6. We do have some wonderful local diverse opening acts uh, that are going to be there. So really... Um, it's it's an opportunity the the show is titled a cultured cadence so really it's an opportunity for us to celebrate african mm-hmm. culture through music Absolutely. and um having fally headline just because of the you know the status that he has as an international musician that's something that we are really looking forward to do and then having the opportunity to showcase other musicians from zambia from nigeria from uh, uh congo as well too dancers and that are going to open up as well and then just have an opportunity to have a great time so we we have the women's conference the other event that i forgot to mention is that we actually are gonna on friday have a dance workshop we have um we have partnered with chess cat uh brio judah um he's a kenyan he's going to be holding a, a a dance workshop in tacoma park we'll have all those details at our website as christine mentioned saotizuri.com and so it's a series of events in which we just want to bring the community together in both an informative way and a fun way, you know, Absolutely. you get your workout, dance, and then you celebrate and enjoy Fali. Well, thank <laughs> you so much, Yvonne and Christine, for sharing us or sharing with us what uh, Saudi Zuri is doing and the different events coming up this week. And speaking of Roomba and the importance of music, yes. we have Yvonne and Gael, who's in the building, sharing with us of an event coming up next Friday called Afro Roomba Night, exactly. and uh, it's being held. Usually, uh, they have the DC Bachata Congress Festival that usually happens every year. It's been happening for the past seven years in the past three years it's been at the washington hilton hotel and uh my Dief is going to be one of the organizers along with congo love and other organizers such as Saint sur Saint. and if you can share a little bit with us where can our listeners go how can they participate and what kind of event will this be Okay, MADIF is a nonprofit organization that works in on Congo, Togo, and Burkina Faso, and we are collaborating with Saint sur Saint Production, okay. Congo Love, and Gael Force, which is a dance group. So what we are doing, we will be hosting an event on Friday mm-hmm. at the Washington Hilton. For the first time, we will have an African night during the DC Bachata Congress. Awesome. So we will be. Um, how can I say, we will be celebrating the African culture, the variety, the, the diverse culture that mm-hmm. we'll have. We'll have a fashion show with different designers from different parts of the uh, the, uh, the continent, different parts of Africa. We'll have one designer from the Congo, we'll have the other one from Tanzania, mm-hmm. and we'll have the third one from um, Trinidad and Tobago. And from the sheet that I'm looking at right now, yeah. we also have Falin Pupa who will be joining us. Thank you it's to Saudi Zuri. Yeah, and we are uh, collaborating with them too. Exactly. So that's why we're here together. <laughs> um, Talk about community. This uh, is what exactly, we do. Exactly, yes. And I wanted to remind our listeners who do not know how to spell Saudi Zuri. It's S-A-U-T-I-Z-U-R-I. Uh, I know sometimes it may be difficult. It's Swahili, when yeah. <laughs> so uh, we just want to remind our listeners. But um, also I see that you're going to have different people like such as Miss Congo who's going to be there, Miss Tanzania. We will have a total of 14 pageants wow. representing their country. We'll have Miss Cote d'Ivoire, Miss Congo, Miss, we have a Tanzania. lot of them. I yes. see Tanzania, yeah. South yes. Sudan, exactly. South we'll Africa, so it's going to be a full house. A, yes, definitely. So you definitely want to not miss out on this event. And uh, for our last guest who's in the studio with us today, Gael Force, can you share with us what your role is going to be during that event? 
All right. So I'm going to be over there um, dancing. And uh, also, we're going to have um after party, after Tanya show. Okay. So we will be able to uh, dance all night. Start from 11 p.m. to 8 p.m. So uh, that's the after sorry. party, 11 that's to 8, a, yes. African style. Yes. We're dancing yes. all night. Yeah. <laughs> we need to celebrate. African love to dance. So I think we need to come and in the dance floor and you express yourself. We're going to have the um, um, Fali Pupa as, as a guest. As one of our guests, You know, absolutely. that's going to be like amazing because I'm collaborating with a lot of Congolese people, right? So, of course, that thank you to you. And you're from Martinique. <laughs> yeah, I'm so from Martinique. So we have the Caribbean oh, nice. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> in the building, so. I often have that. We're going to take a short break and after the short break, we're going to go ahead and bring in our guests for the day and uh, talk a little bit more with the women in the building to see what are their opinions of what the role of agriculture is in the Congo? Hey man, Yoka Kampe. Africano, Africano, il est temps que tu te réveilles, il faut que tu travailles. Oh yeah, Télématoke, mais Africano. Tu as tout dans ta maison, mais tu trimes sans raison. Oh, oh yeah, Africano, Africano. Ceux sur qui tu comptes te font rêver que par des comptes. Mon télématoquembe, Africano, Africano. Travaille plus amour, font vivre de beaux jours. Assis sur du trésor, tu vis dans la misère Qui veut piquer ton or, t'embrouilles dans des guerres T'as tout pour être riche, tu fais tout pour vivre pauvre Y'a une ère nouvelle qui s'ouvre, veux-tu sortir de ta niche Oh ma biche, aïe aïe aïe, africano, oh yeah Africano Il est temps que tu te réveilles, il faut que tu travailles Mettez les Africano, Africano, tu as tout dans ta maison, mais tu trimes sans raison. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Africano, Africano, ce sur qui tu comptes, ne jure que par ta honte. Oh, oh yeah, Africano, Africano, travaille plus amour. And welcome back to Congo Live, the authentic voice of the Congolese people. And uh, we have uh, an amazing guest who's in the, who's going to be joining us from the phone, actually, by the name of Ani Kinyau Muzinga. And Kambale, if you can read a little bit of her bio for us. This is an amazing professor, Dr. Anikino Muzinga, who's joining us uh, from uh, Wisconsin. She's a professor of agribusiness at the University of Wisconsin at Platteville, and she teaches agriculture. And she's currently the agribusiness pro- program director. Uh, what's amazing about her is the wonderful research she did on the status of agriculture in the Congo in, in the report called Gender Assessment in Agriculture in DR Congo. Uh, this report uh, was commissioned by the International Food Policy and, and Research Institute, and in it, it, exam, uh, it examined uh, the role of women, and specifically 
also how to empower women uh, in rural areas in uh, actually maximizing the, the agricultural potential uh, that they have. Outside of that, uh, she takes a student every uh, two years to Ghana uh, for other agricultural uh, programs, and we look forward to hear from her. I'm just very, very interested in finding out why uh, Mamoa Nikinwa Muzinga decided to study agriculture and get a PhD in it, and what she's doing uh, to empower Congolese women uh, and African women at large. And welcome to the show, uh, Ms. Ani Muzinga. How are you doing today? Hello, Ms. Ani, are you there? Yes, I am here. Can and you tell me? Yes, I hear you very well. Welcome to Congo Live. We're very excited to have you on the show. We were just listening to a song by Jean Goubald, who was talking about uh, Africans getting up, let's go to work, and the meaning of basically his song was to encourage us as African people to work together. And I know that you focus on the agricultural world and the agricultural business. If you can share a little bit uh, with us, what got you interested in um, getting into agriculture and why did you feel it was important? Well, I think I will start with uh, what I've done so far okay. when I, before coming here. I came here in the United States in 1990. Uh, I had a scholarship. So I graduated from University of Kinshasa and, uh, in economics. And I was a lecturer there. So when I came here under, with my scholarship to do my master MBA in finance and uh, a PhD potentially, I find out that after my master, uh, my government was not able to pay for the part, the portion of the contribution to my education. So I have to find my other means to get that education. And uh, at the same time, I was uh, wondering, how come in this country they have a lot of food on the plate? I mean, you have different mm-hmm. types of food. And uh, we have almost this similar uh, endowment. When I talk about endowment, land, uh, people, how come Congo does not have that? What can yeah. I do uh, to contribute to uh, Congolese development? Yeah. So that was my, my question in my mind. Mm-hmm. As I was doing a little bit of research, agriculture was uh, the backbone of uh, this country development. And I think and I believe until today that agriculture in Congo is also the backbone of development from, from Congo. Because we cannot believe with all the physical farming land that we have, we are still begging or importing food from overseas, over one billion wow. a year. That is what really put me in place of, uh, let me study a little bit this field. Let me, everybody can do economics, and everybody can do finance, but let me do a little bit economics, I mean agriculture. Why is that also? Because I know there are many women, I think statistics show, 72% of uh, women in, in Congo are in agriculture are farming, and they have a lot of constraints. They have a lot of issues that they have to face. Can I be, with my education, the voice of voiceless? And the answer was yes. So I pick agriculture so that maybe with my writing, with my research, with my teaching, I can be, uh, can uh, shape the life of uh, those who will be making decisions regarding women. 
and also for my students, young leaders for tomorrow, they can change the scope of how they can make decisions if they have to make decisions about Congolese women. As so that, that's what really makes me excited to come in this field. It's exciting, it's dynamic, it's changing every day. Absolutely. And those women are feeding people. And as it relates to agricultural development of the DRC, what do you think is the greatest need of the people of Congo? Congo has everything mm-hmm. that we can Absolutely. have. Everything. We have, let me just put this, we have two growing seasons. I am in Wisconsin here. We have only one growing season. We start growing corn in April and we harvest in, in October. Congo has two growing seasons. Right now, we are preparing the land. We will grow uh, corn, uh, uh, peanuts, and uh, uh, cassava, anything, October, uh, no, uh, in August 15, and until December, we harvest. And then we have a break in January for three weeks, and then we start again the end of January to May. So we have two growing seasons that we can produce enough. So... From my research and the literature is showing, it's not really a matter of lacking resources, but it's more uh, the organization. It's more of uh, the concern that the women, because they are big part, they are the stakeholder of this field, and they are not participating much. They are not invited when they're making decisions. So many times we make decisions, they make decisions, without knowing what those women want. So those are the concerns that I see. These are the problems that I see. Infrastructure, any literature will tell you, we don't have infrastructure. But when we talk about infrastructure, mm-hmm. most of the time we look at road. But I will talk about infrastructure in terms of storage, for instance. Mm-hmm. Because if you go to the countryside of Congo, many produce are wasted daily. Not because they are not people to consume them, but because we cannot preserve whatever is collected once it's not transported to the consumption place, which is mainly the big city. So these villages will see themselves wasting all those produce because they don't, they cannot preserve them. The produce they cannot, they don't have warehouse, they don't have storage facilities, and. In addition to that, of course, there is no transportation to take those produce to the big cities. So, so those are the, the things that I see most contributing to this problem that we have in Congo. So the, I can continue with more problems if you, can, if you want me, but let me stop there. And <laughs> otherwise, okay. I, will, I will have that uh, teaching mentality. <laughs> that is not good. Well, we'll definitely have more time. Um, We have enough time to talk about the different areas that you feel that uh, our listeners need to hear. But as you talk about preservation and the food, what are some things that you suggest that or your ideas that you may have? Because I see here that uh, you have experience working with uh, the women farmers of Kumasi in Ghana. And do you have such an experience in Congo or maybe similar projects um, where it's very similar to the Kumasi project? Well, the, the, the community project, when I, I took the students there, we had a uh, uh, very good organization there that can really work with women, and uh, they were uh, the Fish Monk Women, a group that 
took the fish and uh, preserved them in terms of uh, getting a smoked fish, and that is sold all over the West Africa. We saw the truck coming back and forth, buying those fish and selling them to Ivory Coast, and that's what they were telling us. So we saw a very good organization there, and my students took place to, I mean, have a pleasure to work with those women in terms of now looking at education side. How can we help them to uh, understand now adding value from that fish business? Because that's what we, 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 we do. We add value to any agricultural activity. So in Congo, it's a little bit different. In Congo, we find out that women were not really working together. But as of right now, I, I, from my own uh, uh, research, I have found that 30 women organizations that come together every time. Women work together. They share ideas. So I think we should be working closely with those women. How? Mainly education. Okay. As we educate them in the priority of not only production, uh, productivity of the uh, activity, but also nutrition. When you have a mother with one papaya, I don't know if you, you know papaya, we have it in Congo, it grows everywhere. And that woman will take that papaya, instead of giving to the kids, wants us to sell. You yeah. go back and my experience is telling them, you know what is better to add to the cassava to add to the fufu that you have, that papaya, to help your kids in nutrition. So that is one thing. The next, the next thing is getting together as they work, as they experience sharing the ideas. Most of the time, those women, they have a lot to tell you, a lot to tell you. But don't ask them in French. Don't ask them in English. Can you talk to them in their own language? And they have to trust you. So those are the things that we're doing, I'm doing with my project that I have at Kizubo Farm, that just if I go there, sit down with those ladies and talk to them, and uh, they trust me, I trust them, and I listen to them. Give them that power to be listened. So, so um, before we take a short break, I uh, wanted to know a little bit more about your profession because it's not just agriculture, right? It says agree business. business and i wanted you to, to kind of just break it down for our listeners to understand um like what does he actually concretely means when you speak about agribusiness when i hear that i think about the big uh agribusiness company like monsanto and others is that in that sense very good somebody that is a very misconception of the concept it is agricultural business Business related to agriculture. In, if I just break it down, is how we add value to our agricultural input that will reach our consumer as a finished product. Every activity we do, from input level to consumer, that's how agribusiness program works. So it's not really a big company. We're looking at the procedure, the process of adding value at each step of our um, act agriculture activity that reach our consumer with finished product. So when you have your seed, seed alone will not do anything. You need a person labor. You need money to buy equipment. You need uh, 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 land 
to grow that seed. Once you have the commodity at the farm, you need to process that. You need to go to manufacturing. You need a distribution until you reach that consumer. You need you have all ad related activity that will satisfy the need of your customer. That's what we're doing with agribusiness, agriculture related to uh, business related to agriculture. So not big companies. And you were right when I, I had a, a meeting and a presentation in New York and everybody was telling me, don't introduce yourself as professor of agribusiness because it's a misconception. No, we are teaching our students how to add value to this business. And that's what makes Thank you so much, Dr. Kinao Muzinga, for that information. I really want to find out a little bit more, but uh, before we do and get a little bit deeper into the subject of agribusiness, let's take a short break. And this song is Humanité by Flam Kapaya. And after this break, uh, we'll have some of our listeners uh, giving us some calls who have questions for our doctor who's in the studio today. Un humain abandonné à son triste sort, sans avocat, devant une plainte déjà accusée, condamné à une sentence lourde, c'est pitoyable. Sans mandat ni convocation, sans billet d'écrou. Et moi, j'ai pensé que la prison n'avait des places que pour les coupables. Sans espoir, amnestie, mon droit de l'homme est bafoué. Humanité, je témoigne à la barre de l'humanité. Humanité, je crie au secours. Des droits inaliénables, les parquets, les tribunaux, les cours d'ordre sont corrompus. Mais où sont passés les organismes internationaux des droits de l'homme? Existe-t-il un pays des droits où tout cela n'est qu'illusion? Justice, la loi du plus fort. Humanité, je témoigne à la barre de l'humanité. Humanité, je crie au secours sans voix. Humanité. Humanité. 
demandé la liberté, Mandela a fait plus d'un quart des siècles de jours. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Sheikh Anta Diop et tant d'autres l'ont décrit et en furent ses martyrs. Politiciens du monde entier, vous avez la mission de protéger l'homme. Hélas, les bilans est lourd. On a tous le droit à l'expression, le droit de voyager, le droit à l'exil, le droit au refuge ou d'asile, le droit à l'instruction, à l'éducation, le droit à l'information, le droit de se marier, dépenser la liberté d'opinion ou de changer de nationalité. Le droit à la justice ou tout simplement le droit de And welcome back to Congo Live. We have a, a great guest who's in uh, on the phone joining us today. We have Dr. Kinwa Muzinga, who's in the who's going to talk. He's talking to us about agribusiness and agriculture. And we also have a full house with Saudi Zuri Productions, who's in the building with us. We also have Madif, and we also have Gael Force, who's um, in the studio. And um, I forgot to mention, well, one of the girls forgot to mention. Where were, could people find information if they want to go to the Afro Roomba night? Where should they go? Well, they can go to uh, our Facebook page. Sorry, go ahead again. Well, they can go to our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So it's called Afro Roomba Nights. Mm -hmm. So to buy the tickets, so you guys need to buy it online. We cannot push us at the door. Okay. You have to go online. And so when you go to the Facebook page on Afro Roomba Night, you go to um, our event mm -hmm. and then you can uh, click on the link. All right, mm -hmm. and purchase your tickets. Okay. And then you also can go to congolove.org okay. or even Bright, and you go down this, in the search box, mm -hmm. African Soiree. Okay. That's where you have to do. And thank you so much for that information. And for our listeners who are listening to the doctor who's in the studio with us tonight, uh, today, the number to call is 410-481-1010. And we have Dr. Muzinga, who's in the studio, uh, talking to us about the difference between agribusiness and agriculture. And um, if you can share with our listeners... I know that there's facts out there that it's been said that the DRC uses less than 10% of its agricultural capacity. What has, what has happened with um, the Congo and what are ways that we can push for more agricultural, for the women of Congo to do more agriculture and to also feed the country? And what are some suggestions that you may offer for us? Uh, let me, let me uh, tell you something. Uh, women, a statistic that I have from my research we have uh, 38.5 economically active women in the uh, DRC. But among them, 73%, 72.6% of them are active in agriculture. So it means that they are participating. Mm -hmm. But they are facing some constraints that we need to acknowledge and address them before we unleash the potential of those women. Because if we don't acknowledge, even though we acknowledge them, but we do not address them, then we still have problems. And the first one that we have, those 72%, uh, 73 of women active in agriculture, you will see that most of them are, do not have education. Mm -hmm. And that is a big problem. In today's society where we're talking about globalization, if those women do not have education, how can they read 
a manual from a tractor. If today we give them a tractor, they will not even know how to manipulate a tractor. How can they know how to use even fertilizer? How to mix anything that we are giving them the input? So education is very important. And in 2008, statistics show 41% of those women do not have education compared to 15% of men. So we are already in a really bad situation here, but still uh, compared to men. And they do not have access to credit. My research show also that most of those women in agriculture finance their activity, agriculture activity themselves. So if there is no credit, we are in this country, in many countries, without money, there is nothing we can do with agriculture activity. And agriculture is not uh, supported by, I mean, we don't have subsidies from the government. So those are the problems that we see, and we have more, but the potential, many women are in agriculture, mainly because some of the issues that we have, men are going to mining, more lucrative activities. And women, because they are in charge of feeding the family, if there is no job out there, what else they can do? Gardening and being in farming. So those are the concerns that us, that's it. we need to address them. And we have a lot of gender inequality that prevail in Congo depending on the laws, as well as the customs. And uh, if we do not address them, really we are going to have problems with the development of agriculture. So I see um, you keep mentioning the research. Uh, for our listeners, it will be really good. We posted a link to our Facebook page, uh, Unleash Women's Potential to Solve Food and Security Paradox in the DR Congo. Uh, that's the policy note. Uh, and it would be good to kind of go into much more details about some of the findings. You kind of shared uh, some of the challenges that women face, but uh, what are other things that you found during the research, uh, that uh, the policy notes that you published, which was uh, provided even to the Congolese government, and have they implemented some of your recommendations, and what were those recommendations that you put in the research? That's, that's a very good question, because uh, one of the uh, uh, author of the police notes is actually the current uh, uh, senior advisor of the prime minister of uh, Congo. So I'm hoping okay. that everything is, <laughs> is uh, put in place. <laughs> but, um, I think uh, one of the things, the uh, entry point to in Increase on power women, uh, we talk about uh, women organizations. And I think uh, one of uh, my uh, consultancy job I did with uh, Global Fund of Women was uh, really to see the role of uh, women organizations in empowering women. What did we find there? Because women, they are social people. They like to, to talk. But... There are places that they cannot talk because of the status, because of the role that they play or the immersion that they have to play. So when we have a group of women together and we can focus on those group of women, I know that those women have identified the need of those rural women and they can find ways 
to empower them or to help them in reaching their goals. So one of the entry points that we find was really increasing the voice of women in policy making through rural organiza- women organizations that will help those women, rural women, to tell the organization uh, leadership what they need, and maybe those organizations will go talk to donors, talk to the government, talk to ministry, anything that those rural women would like. That's the first thing that we find. Women organizations can be a good point where uh, the need of uh, those rural women can be uh, uh, seen or heard. The second thing that we found was really extension. Congo does not have extension, agricultural extension. I hope with uh, the, the project that we have right now with uh, the AgroPark, they will create more extension services to visit the women because my research showed that uh, we didn't, they didn't have many uh, extension agents visiting those farmers, those women. So that mm. is the, the, the second thing, because without education, without extension services, those women will not be able to even embrace new ideas. So the extension service does not exist much, does not exist. <laughs> even if it exists, they don't um, have visit, uh, they don't visit farmers regularly. And that is the problem. And in their extension service, women are not participating. We don't have women really in extension services. And women have a different way of looking at when men are making decisions. So let's tell it. We have inequality and women, we know who's making decisions, men. They're making decisions for issues that women have or maybe without consulting them. So we need to make sure that they have women included also in the decision process so that we know that they know that their needs are met because that women can talk about their own issue that they're facing. I, so those are the things that we saw. Absolutely. And I really want to hear a little bit more about um, the role that individuals, I know you've talked about the government, um, individuals such as me and people who want to get involved in entrepreneurship in that role. But uh, before we do, and as we can continue the show, let's take a break with the classic song called Zamba Zamba by Bella Bella. Zambaye, nani akela yongo zambaye, 
Today we're talking about the importance of agribusiness and agricultural um, investments in the Congo and the role of women in the Congo. We actually have a caller who's calling us today by the name of Kulia. Kulia, are you on the phone with us today? Yes, uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I had a question. Uh, my name is Kulia. I'm calling from Fairfax, Virginia. So I had a question for Dr. Tino Muzinga about mm-hmm. agriculture. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I had uh, t- uh, two questions. The first one... Uh, she was trying to compare the program they have in Kumasi, Ghana, uh, how they work with a local organization that helps them connect with uh, uh, people in agriculture and fish, fish business. So has she done some, some, uh, some, appro- uh, some ways to approach local organization in Congo in any part? So it can be in any province of Congo to work with some local organization and try to to get them involved in the program, to create some pilot program so they can test the, um, the result of the research and then they can work with them so they can expand it instead of just uh, producing your research and let it, uh, let it just sit in, in some, government, uh, some government office and with no, with no effect. So what kind of, uh, what kind of organization she's, she's trying to work with on the, at the local level? And number two, I wanted to ask a question about the... Uh, the microfinance uh, for agriculture, or even just banking, some uh, micro banking uh, product for agriculture, uh, is she was she able to to think about some creative, some innovative ways to to bring like funding for uh, for farmers, for uh, for even a trader who distributes agricultural products across uh, to big cities. Uh, she can look for that at Kenya. Kenya has some some of the greatest um, uh, uh, some uh, Ken- Kenyan banks like Equity Bank and other banks. They have some of the greatest product, uh, some of the greatest services for uh, to fund agriculture. Whether they fund uh, um, even agriculture product even before even the, the the farming of the product, and also sometimes they fund the harvesting. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Thank you very much for the question. That is a very, very important, uh, interesting question. The first one, uh, the, uh, uh, the organization that I work with, uh, I did 
I, I work until now with uh, Copaco, is a, a, a group of uh, farmers, I mean, a, a cooperative of uh, farmers in Congo that uh, did help me actually to find different uh, farmers and different uh, participants for my research, and I continue to uh, advocate for them. Um, by again, my role is more bringing the ideas to light, uh, bringing, telling people, telling decision makers what is about. That, I think, is my job. And maybe funding, if there is a, a, a way, foundations and anybody who wants to help, I have just to go there and extend. So, Copaco, and I have a group of women from uh, Kindele. They, Kindele is a, a, a part in Kinshasa. They grow, uh, they, they raise chicken. So, that's the only thing I'm doing right now. And to sometimes you face problem with also the organization because of the decision has to go through many steps. So I founded myself a group of uh, widows. I think I told Kambale last time. Why? Because of uh, some of the widows are really are struggling in Congo. And after my research, I was looking ways to participate in the development of Congo. And uh, I bought uh, land. I think I have like a 200 acres of land. And uh, I had 30 women, widows, uh, and also helping the, 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 the girls, mainly because I didn't want them to be on the street looking for money for the survival of the family. So that land is there. They work and I pay. I finance sometimes uh, with my own money. So, and I'm looking for partnership as I move forward uh, to help those women. So I have 30 women and I have four uh, supervisors. That helped me, actually, to see if those concerns that I have here is, uh, they told me, am I facing it also for my farm? Yes, we are. We are facing them, and I'm helping time to time when I go to Congo to sit down with them and educate them, give them some ideas how to improve how to add value, how, how to, to manage that, uh, that farm. So that's the first thing. So, yes, I am involved with uh, uh, organization in Congo, and I'm helping the way I can. Uh, I am a full-time professor here, and uh, it's just during summer I have time to go and uh, talk to them or via email. For the microfinance, I did a proposal that I was not funded. To study, uh, I'd like to go with evidence. To study if uh, really microfinance will work in agriculture. We could, because I still believe that it will not. Because of the timing that we have in agriculture from um, production to, I mean, uh, 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 growing season to harvesting, we do not have enough time. Microfinance, most of the time that I check, those who are giving the microfinance loans, they give it to traders, not mm. only for farmers. So, and the, the rate, the interest rate is so expensive. Oh, the one that I was checking when I was writing my proposal for funding, mm-hmm. uh, they had like 26% for 100. And if you give that farmer $100 and to pay back after one month, $126, where is going to get it? Because the produce will still be on the farm, not yet harvested. So, again, I need evidence for myself. That's mm-hmm. what the proposal I had mm-hmm. to really find out if that microfinance will work for agriculture. And uh, my answer right now, my instinct is telling me it will mm-hmm. not because of the timing 
that we have for our activity. And Dr. Dr. Muzinga, sorry, we're actually running a little bit out of time, and I wanted to make sure that uh, people got information on supporting you, and we definitely will have to do another show with bringing you back (laughs) on so you can give us more information, because I'm just realizing that the one hour is up, and uh, we will definitely push to try to have you at least next week so we can have a continuous of the show. But for people who want to invest in your project, what are some places that they can go? Okay, I think they can reach me at uh, my, my cell phone is 608-469-6857. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My uh, school number is 608-342-1007. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my email is k-i-n-w-a at u-w-t-l-a-t-t dot uh, in the internet, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I am invisible. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining us today on uh, Congo Live. It was really great to hear from you and hear about the women's role in uh, the Congo when re- regarding the agricultural business and so forth. And thank you to Saudi Zuri for being on the show with us today. And uh, just to remind our listeners, where can they go again? You said S A U T I. Z-U-R-I dot com dot com to find out more information about what's happening this week and with Madif it's M-A-D-I-F-F dot com and for dot org I'm sorry and for Roomba Night make sure you join the event this Friday at Eight, uh, not this Friday, actually. Yeah, it is this Friday. My goodness, I'm thinking today's Friday. <laughs> Next Friday coming up on August 7th from 8 to 8 a.m. in the morning. Um, and it's going to be a night to remember. And I'm sure there's so much going on so uh, people can find more about that. And uh, to end the show today, we want to thank uh, Tabilulu Productions and Lobangi Munyanya for putting in such a great show. Danielle for the Congo Live page and we also want to thank our engineer here at WOLB and uh, we look forward to having you guys next week listening on the show at 2 o'clock. Nani ya